4.9 liter V8, 0 to 60, and I'm about to find out. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Degas all day long on a beautiful Thursday, especially here in the Mid-South. My goodness, Grizzlies got a big dub last night. Tigers got a big dub. They needed that bad boy on the road against VCU. Did go to overtime. They won 85-80. They got the cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. We know that around here. But that was really big for the Tigers. But now it's time to switch gears. We got to talk about the team that beat the Tigers. That would be the Ole Miss Rebels because it is Thursday. We're going to talk with Evie Van Pelt from the Rebel Walk, your number one source for all things Ole Miss sports information. Go to therebelwalk.com. Follow him on Twitter at the Rebel Walk, And don't forget to follow Evie at Ole Miss Evie. Do you got to tell you, though, also, not only are we going to give you a little Ole Miss, a little Tigers, a lot of love today, some bets on some Thursday night football. But tomorrow I got an early Christmas party. Out at Ace Hardware in Cordova, 1740 North Germantown Road. It's going to be a big green early Christmas party at Cordova Ace Hardware. We're cooking tenderloin, wings. We're going to have pizza. It's going to be a lot of fun. And while I'm out there, I'll be there 11 to 1. But the entire, the entirety of the shows will be there 11 to 6. And while we're out there, you can get $100 off the large egg, $150 off the extra large egg, $50 off the egg genius and up to $70 off the Egg Spander kits. Make sure you join me tomorrow, 1740 North Germantown Road, Ace Hardware in Cordova for the Big Green Early Christmas Party. Evie Van Pelt, how are you doing, dear? I am doing great. I'm excited to be here, excited to be looking ahead to the Peach Bowl, excited to have an undefeated men's basketball team. Just life's pretty good right now. <laughs> I know that some people in their cars around here are just cr- like cringe when you said that. Oh, like, I'm Damn. sorry. But you know what? <laughs> um, no, no, don't be apologizing. That was a great basketball game. The atmosphere was out of control. The, the student section was going bananas there was a very strong tiger present as well i mean it was sold out it was it was a great atmosphere but man your rebels who hadn't been able to shoot the three very well all season long shot 50 percent against the tigers hit 11 to 22 talk to me about that game man i tell you what well okay keep in mind that i had to watch that game via oh that's the right you were at the nutcracker I was in the nutcracker. Yes, I was in the nutcracker. And I was that annoying person who had their cell phone out in the completely dark theater, you know, and even with the even with the brightness turned all the way down, I, I did get some looks from some people. And at the end of that game, I mean, my gosh, what, Ole Miss was behind by 11 points in the second half and, you know, behind most of the game until just almost the very end. And I was over there making a few exclamations. So I got a few grumpy looks from my own mother and my daughter, but it was too exciting. <laughs> it was such a great basketball game. Tiger fans came up short, um, but the one thing, like I said, though, that, that Ole Miss team kept fighting, and you got to give Chris Beard 
a lot of credit because you got the big seven foot five sharp. You got Musa Cisse, seven feet tall, former, I mean, reigning, you know, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. By the way, elbows are really, really strong and pointy. <laughs> Jaquan Walton <laughs> knows this, but he took them out and went small over that, that final stretch. And that proved to be the difference. I think so, too. You know, and that's what I have told people I like so much about Chris Beard is um, I, I don't feel like we're taking a knife to a gunfight, so to speak. I mean, I feel like he can match wits with anybody. And I feel like, um, you know, no no offense to any prior coaches, but I just feel like the dude knows what he's doing. And there's a reason he has a, what, over 71% winning percentage now as a head coach throughout his career in college basketball because of exactly the kind of adjustment that that you're talking about there and now I will tell you it's funny because Ole Miss I think had a bit of a letdown Tuesday night they they won the game but they played uh, Mount St. Mary's and they I think maybe I think the spread you might recall might have been around 16 points and that they had a 68-77 win, so uh, you know that they didn't they didn't cover there. And after the game, Coach Beard was not happy at all about their performance, and just said, you know, that that they they lack discipline. And he said, you know, before you even can talk about discipline, we got to talk about are we on the same page? Do we all have the same expectations? And then he said. You know, those Whoa. are questions you, you should ask the players. Maybe they're happy winning games uh, by 10 points. You know, that probably they should have won by more. And then he said, maybe they're happy beating teams at the buzzer. I'm not. So he was not at all pleased with, uh, with the performance. And he actually went so far as to say, the best gift you can give someone is high expectations. And he said, that's what I have for them. So he was not happy coming out with that win the way they did well i mean i get it i and coaches always want wants improvement but again how do the fans feel though on the opposite side oh, again because they're undefeated oh. <laughs> oh the fans are thrilled to death i mean to be the only undefeated team right now in the southeastern conference as of this point uh because uh, south carolina lost last night and then to be one of what maybe only 13 unbeaten teams in the whole country Right now, Rebel fans are very excited. They will let their coach be the one to <laughs> to get on the players and lament uh, discipline and, and expectations. But they're just super excited. So having like like the thing about I like about what I've seen from the Rebels this year um, is, again, kind of what I, you saw in Memphis, that Chris Beard, he will go. Uh, like he adjusts, like you said, um, you're not taking a knife to a gunfight. He adjusts to the team that he's playing. If it's if he can't force his will on you in a certain way, then he's going to adjust. Because again, y'all can go so big, but then you also can go small with your guards and your guards, man. Like who knows? I mean, Flanagan can go off. It can be, uh, you know, Morell. Murray's been playing great. Oh, like, I, did you know Murray? I didn't know Murray was going to be re- like really this good. No, I don't. I don't think a lot of us did. Uh, we had an article up earlier today about guy. yes, yes, about him and how you know one thing like we thought. Okay, we thought that he would be good, but uh, he's he's a lot more aggressive 
than what we thought. And uh, my basketball writer, uh, T.J. Oxley, said, you know, I, I owe him an apology in my preseason write-up. I, you know, said he's a guard who can score on the outer two levels, a guard who can craft his own shot in the mid-range, hit runners, knock down open threes. But he said I was wrong because he has excelled tremendously at getting to the basket. And so, yeah, I don't think... I don't think anybody knew, and he's a transfer in from St. Peter's, and I don't, I don't think we knew he'd be this good. Now, maybe, you know, maybe Chris Beard knew he'd be this good, but uh, the rest of us mere mortals did not. No, no they definitely didn't. Um, again, uh, that was the, the young man's been playing out of his mind. But again, they they, they just change, they switch. Uh, they're winning. Um, they're eight and zero. Next games against Central Florida on Sunday. Uh, they they just like it looks like their schedule going forward. Like I hate to say this, you should go into January undefeated with their ske- remaining schedule. Yes, that's exactly you know kind of what we were thinking also. And so you know the best laid plans though you never you never know. But um, I mean, to go undefeated <laughs> to go undefeated to finish twenty twenty three would not be bad at all. No, that would be that would be very 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 nice. And again, this is a you know we'll all see how we get in. In SEC play, and I think what they only won a few games in the SEC last year, and you know, heck, they could equal their win total. I think maybe perhaps of last season by the time they get through non-conference. Um, I do think that you know they are going to have to. They are having some rebounding woes, and uh, against Mount St. Mary's, um, Mount St. Mary's, I think had one more rebound than Ole Miss did. So that's just. You know, that's kind of crazy. Uh, they allowed, Ole Miss allowed 15 offensive rebounds in that one. Um, and that led to 16 second chance points for Mount St. Mary's. So there is, that is an ongoing issue that they're going to have to look at. But I do feel much better about that now that they've got, you know, Mississippi in the lineup and we'll see how things go there. Yeah, that little guy, Jalen Murray, though, uh, you know, he, he was very frustrating against some Tigers. And uh, so Matthew Morrell hitting that big three, that was tough. But speaking about how the Ole Miss Rebels should finish December and have everybody should have a wonderful hottie toddy Christmas because yeah. um, January, first game, SEC, they got to play Tennessee in Knoxville. Yes, yes. That's, <laughs> that's going to, I mean, here we go. Let's, let's get it on, huh? Because that's. Yeah, that's when we're going to see, going to start to see what we're made of then. And, and, you know, I mean, I think probably in Chris Beard's mind, that's what he's thinking. You know, we just, we just won this game, uh, by nine points over a Mount St. Mary's team that we should have really, you know, no disrespect to them, but should have beaten much more handily. And so I think he knows much, 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 much tougher times are ahead and they're going to have to be, uh, disciplined and again have the have the right expectations because he said it all starts with that all right what's going on with the ladies how's coach yo's team doing well they that that same day i was in the nutcracker um they actually lost a very close game to southern miss and that was not expected Ooh. they were favored yeah they were favored over that and then you know the really the really hard part about that is when you have a a tough game, a tough loss, and then you don't play again for like 10 days. So, you know, sometimes it's a lot easier to get back out there after you've lost. So they lost 59-61 to Southern Miss, and they don't play again until December 12th. 
against Mississippi Valley State. So I do think that I, I don't think there's any reason for alarm. I think, as we've talked about before, you lose your starting point guard, a grad transfer from Florida, KK Deans, with just, I mean, experience, you know, just so much experience that, and you have freshmen come in. I think it, you're going to have to have some adjustments there. The whole team is going to have some adjustments, but I just, I have all the faith in the world in Coach Yo, and I, I look for them to get on the right track before they open up, I think, January 4th with Alabama in conference play. Mm-mm-mm. All right, now I got to get into a little bit of football. You know, I'm ready to talk a little <laughs> bit. Uh, pretty excited, uh, you know, big, big season for the Rebels, but also heard there's some pretty good news. Uh, Lane Kiffin joins Nick Saban and Eli Drinkwitz as uh, three SEC uh, coaches that are up for the uh, – there's 14 semifinalists for the Coach of the Year award. That's right. I mean, that's it. You know, it's funny because I, I really felt like – Kiffin should have been, uh, you know, at least in the conversation there for SEC Coach of the Year, and I believe it's gone to Drinkwitz, and I can mm-hmm. understand that. I mean, they were picked, you know, to win about the same number of games as Ole Miss, and they're, you know, they've had a phenomenal season. So, and I think Coach Drinkwitz is a is a great coach, but I think also what Kiffin has done to me, um, you know, no offense to drink wits or anything but i mean you know i mean again they played two teams each uh same common opponents and Ole Miss beat lsu and uh, missouri lost lsu and i just kind of feel like Ole Miss has had such a you know this is such a record could be a record-breaking season as we've talked about you know already winning the 10 wins in the regular season for only the second time in school history and then potentially if they can get a win over number 10 Penn State that would be 11 would mark the most wins ever in the history of the school so that is a pretty phenomenal season and I'm happy to see Coach Kiffin recognized for that. Goodness gracious what a year he's had now um you know when you also like the other thing I was going to bring about Coach Kiffin I think one of the things that's fascinating you look up you know, at Florida State, you look around the country and you see where quarterbacks go down, and they don't really have that backup to come in. <laughs> and um, that's one thing, Lane. He keeps his quarterback room stacked, man. He's—I mean, it's loaded. Um, he keeps them happy too, somehow. How uh, how does he do that? Well, you know, it's that's a good question. I think a lot of that stems from the type of kid that you bring in. Um, the type of kid you have, and if you look, even if you go back to last year when you had uh, 2022 season, when you had Jackson Dart transfer in from USC, and you had Luke Altmyer returning to the Rebels for his sophomore season after having backed up Matt Corral for a year, and you know that was a that could have been a really really bad situation but hey, go back to Matt for, Corral he wasn't the starter it was John Rice Plumley like you're right it's the a, type of the kid yeah. that you bring in that's like comes in who's ready to compete cuz it's kind of weird like i just look at ohio state i look around the country if you look at the transfer portal it's crazy it's not just you know there's big name guys out there but you know oh. a, lot, a lot of the rumors you're hearing from Kyle McCord is that you know Ryan Day talked about maybe bringing in somebody to also compete against him and immediately nope I'm transfer him out uh, i'm not yeah. about competition and you had spencer sanders walker howard you had jackson dart you go back to matt corral you go back man that that it's the kind of kid i guess huh 
I think it is. I think it's a, a culture. Kiffin talks a lot about that. Chris Beard talks a lot about that. But I think it's the bringing in a kid. You know, you, you're bringing in Jackson Dart to compete against Luke Altmyer, and Jackson wins the job. But Luke Altmyer was the epitome of a team player. You know, didn't cause any. That could be one of those where. You know, you, you have a kid who's returning. All the offense knows him and is used to him. That could have really divided things greatly. But Luke was such a, a good kid. He ended up transferring out to Illinois but uh, you know, the following year. But just the ultimate team player, the first one there cheering for Jackson when he would come off the field that 2022 season. And then to your point, you have Jackson. You bring him in and... He's there, and then all of a sudden in the offseason, he sees a 41-game starter, Spencer Sanders, coming in, and Walker Howard, a five-star kid, coming in from LSU. And, you know, he could have bolted. He could have had a chip on his shoulder in a negative way, and he didn't. You know, they all seem to have just kept their heads down and worked hard, and nobody has caused any trouble throughout the season. And I think that's a testament to Lane and the staff and the kind of kid they're picking. It's not just uh, at the quarterback position. I mean, you can go over the Ulysses Bentley the fourth and Judkins early in the season when Judkins was banged up and Bennett's out there just tearing things up. You know, Bentley basically yeah. said, you know, I, I, I know my place. Um and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and I mean, to me, that's a, you know, I, I think more than anything, you know, Kiffin talks a lot about pro mindset, and I think that that's part of it. You know, part of it is you know your role, you perform your role, and you're ready to step in anytime you need to be, and, you know, great or small, no matter your role, every every role is important. I mean, we have we have players on the team, uh, defensive players. I know Jared Ivey has talked about it before, a defensive lineman. He even he talks about the role of the players on the scout team, and he gives kudos to them and thanks them for all the work they've done this season, helping helping the first team, second team get ready you know, for their opponents each week. And so it's just kind of that mentality that I don't know how Kiffin knew it, but you and I talked about it before the season started where Kiffin said, I think this year's team is going to handle adversity a lot better than last year's team. It's just their their culture and kind of their chemistry and their personality, and that's exactly what we're seeing. And also, uh, now we got to get on the field because a uh, coaching job, they've done a hell of a job this year. They're playing Penn State in the Peach Bowl. It's 11 o'clock game from Hotlanta. Penn State, I look at this game, everybody, you know, Penn State's a three and a half point favorite. I'm just going to be honest. I don't see it. I feel like we have a better quarterback than Drew Lair, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> um, much better quarterback. I also love the weapons. The wide receivers, I don't see a lot of separation when I watch Penn State from their wide receivers this year. You got Harris, Wade, Watkins, Cade Priestcorn at the tight end. You have weapons. You know about Bennett and uh, Judkins in the backfield. I just feel like offensively, Ole Miss is superior, like a lot more superior than Penn State's offense. And then people just they feel like this is one of the regular old Ole Miss defense. I think this Ole Miss defense is going to give Penn State an issue. I love I love Ole Miss, especially plus the three and a half. Oh, I do too, all day long. Um, I I'm with you on that. I think the the probably where Penn State gets their you know their their credit or their advantage in is because they do have a really good 
defense, and I think they're the overall number one defense in the nation in terms of the amount of yards they give up. Yeah, but so they went up against that, Pitt, that, the Big Ten. That, like, Iowa can't score on yes, nobody. That's exactly right. Michigan State, please. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, to me, that's, that's what I looked at it, you know, how I look at it, too. You're giving up, they're giving up, I think, 223 yards a game, 69.7 rushing yards per game. Heck, Quinchon could have that in by halftime, you know, if if not sooner. So, you know, not not that I'm predicting that, but I just think that this is a very, very physical Ole Miss team and a very physical Ole Miss offense. And we'll give, you know, some players will have a chance to heal. We're not going to get Micah Pettis back uh, from his injury, but we should, from what I understand, we should have Jaden Williams back. And he didn't play in the Egg Bowl, um, but he should be back. So I think, you know, guard will be healthy. I don't think he was completely healthy at the all. Offensive the offensive line will bowl. be a lot more. Like, I mean, they got to yes. be feeling a lot better because the end of the year they were a little beat up. Ooh, they were a little beat up. And, so I think that we're going to see a healthy Ole Miss team. And, man, you know, it's funny. We talked to a lot of the players um, towards the latter part of the season, and when it dawned on them, when, you know, they all talked about Kiffin telling them that we have an opportunity to, to do something that has never before been done, and that's win those 11 games. And that's really meaningful to them. I think that's – I think we're going to see – I think it's going to be a great game, but – I'm taking I'm taking the three and a half points all day too. <laughs> I am too because I just feel like if you can stop Allen and Singleton, the two running backs, you really do have a chance to win this game because um, Keandre Lambert Smith and Dante Cephas, they're two wide receivers. They're both little guys, about six feet, maybe six one, about a buck eighty each. Don't get a ton of separation. He uh, Drew throws to his tight ends more than his wide receivers. Like I just don't feel like this is a good matchup. I feel like Ole Miss rolls. So I do too, and I tell you what, it's going to hurt him i guess you saw where uh uh chop robinson one of their star defensive players has declared for the nfl draft and is not going to play oh no i did not see that yes yes he's projected first rounder and so uh it was actually pretty funny lane kiffin tweeted the day that that chop announced that he's you know, going to forego his final year and declare for the draft and that he will not be playing in the Peach Bowl. Lane Kiffin quote tweeted and wished him the very best in his career. And don't you know, I, I, I think, you know, obviously Lane does wish him the very best in his career, but I think he also was probably, you know, not too sad that he wasn't going to play in the Peach Bowl. Um, this is totally off the old Miss beat, but I just thought of something because I was sitting here, you know, listening to you and just thinking about the game and da da da. And then I was thinking about something, oh my goodness. You know, um, your man played te- uh, quarterback at Texas A&M, yes. and Texas A&M has a new coach, and I've even asked you, how's everybody done in Aggie Nation? Oh, my goodness. Well, I tell you what, there has been a, I'm sure you've been keeping up with it, a mass exodus to the mm-hmm. transfer portal of that vaunted class that A&M had from a couple of years ago, headlined by one Mr. Walter Nolan. So... Um, I think it's interesting. I will tell you, between us, I I think Ole Miss has a shot. I mean, I don't know, you know, what, where Walter will end up, but I do think Ole Miss has a shot at Walter Nolan. Now, that would be amazing. 
Um, I will say it's kind of funny, though, because um, Dacus, was it this week that we saw some people pitching reasons that Walter Nolan should come to the University of Memphis? That's correct. <laughs> we were like, me and him were laughing about that very much. We're like, why the <laughs> hell would this guy come here? Like, what are y'all talking about? When, and people were saying he's a local guy, but he's from Olive Branch. He's totally Olive from Branch, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Ole Miss Olive makes Branch. a lot more sense. Oh, man. Yeah. So, and I now I will tell you one thing. I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, Alabama special teams coordinator, who I think, well, actually, he was the Ole Miss special teams coordinator, and he has now taken the, he, he left Ole Miss, went to Alabama as their, I think, linebackers coach. Um, but he has now taken, Coleman Huxler has taken the job at, uh, Mississippi State as a defensive coordinator, so Ole Miss fans Whoa. got a real big kick out of the fact that their special teams coach is, the is DC now the at defensive State. coordinator at State. Yes, so oh, they had a little, bit of, can say, a little bit of fun with that. Oh, I bet they did. I bet they did. Man, this is just such a wonderful time of the year. Um, I'm so excited. Um, I have not made my decision if I'm going yet, Evie. I was my heart oh. was set on that. My heart was set on the Cotton Bowl, man. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I tell you what, in Hotlanta, we would have so much fun. And like I said, I think I sent you a message. We're going to have a Rebel Walk gathering, and I, you would be our, you would be our guest star if you would come oh, by. Dude, so, I love being a star. Uh, <laughs> I love okay. a good party too. Now, okay. Well, if you make it, I mean, it's a great place. Great, uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of drinks and fun. And so, if you make it, you're, you're there. You're the guest of honor. Thank you. Evie, I love you. Now I'm definitely going to make it. Um, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, everybody, please, if you're thinking about Ole Miss, just go to therebelwalk.com. Check it out again. The number one source for all things sports information when it comes to the Rebels. Evie Van Pelt is an angel. She joins me every Thursday, so always check her out here. And follow her on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie. Evie, be blessed, and um, we'll do it again soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Howdy, toddy. Howdy, toddy. Oh, my goodness. Now, speaking of something great, uh, I told you I'll be at the Big Green Egg early Christmas party tomorrow in Cordova at Ace Hardware. Yes, sir, Bob. We're going to be giving away, like, we're going to be cooking tenderloin, cooking wings, cooking pizza, and also giving you hundreds of dollars off unbelievable Big Green Egg equipment, $150 off the extra large egg. Hundred dollars off the large egg, fifty dollars off the egg genius, up to seventy dollars off the egg expanders kits. That's tomorrow at seventeen forty North Germantown at Cordova Ace Hardware. We got to take a quick timeout. Hardwood on the other side. Sports fifty six ninety eight five FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports fifty six and ninety eight five FM. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus. It's a thirsty Thursday in the Mid-South that always makes you think of a little bit of Tito's. But you know what? I'm hungry right now. Are you hungry? Very. 
Man, you know what I could do? I could do some pizza right now or oh, some unbelievable pastas. I heck, I could do some desserts. That makes me think of Little Italy East. That's right. It's out in East Memphis at 6300 Poplar, right there at Poplar and Massey. And let me tell you something. Little Italy is a celebration of the rich cultural exchange between New York and Italy. Their menu It's got a variety of classic New York-style pizzas, traditional made-to-order pastas, along with some sacred family recipes. Little Italy, they got everything. It's all fresh, locally sourced, and specially imported ingredients. They do it fresh. It's It's owned and operated by two Italian immigrants, Ricardo and Giovanni. They don't play any games. They're very serious about their pizza, their pasta, their desserts. Plus, they have a carefully carefully uh, curated wine list. Telling you right now, it's got Italian wines, domestic selections. You'll love it. 6300 Poplar. Don't forget, they also deliver until 8 every night. Call them up at 901-729-7432. 901-729-7432. And guess what? You can shop online at littleitalyeast.com. littleitalyeast.com. And if you go into their location... Or you call ahead and put in an order and you want to dine in or whatever. I'm telling you right now, if you say you heard the the ad on Sports 56, you can get a free dessert. Either with an 18-inch pizza, get a free New York cheesecake or a mini uh, cannelloni. Is that how it's said? Cannoli. Cannoli. You've been saying cannelloni all Dude, cannelloni, month cannelloni. Long. Do I? Listen, listen. listen. I have been wondering if I'm just stupid and don't remember, know I can't remember, man. I ate the this sucker. Italian it word. Full. It's delicious. Now, a, a can. A, what did I say? A cannoli, or is it cannelloni? Cannelloni is a is a is a Italian dish. But okay, well they're both cannoli, Italian, so don't give me but the cannoli's bird. dessert though. Cannoli. So you've always been, you yeah. can get a, a cannoli listen, or che- a cannelloni listen, or cheesecake. Listen, I'm like, I don't know. If that's my peeps get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like they know what I mean. Hey, I'm just trying to help you, John. But you can also not only can you get a dessert, a mini. Cannoli. Cannoli, there you go. A mini cannoli or New York cheesecake, if you say you heard it on Sports 56 with an 18-inch pizza. You can also get a bottle of Chianti for 56 cents. 56 cents. A whole bottle of Chianti, 56 cents. If you order a 12-inch pizza, go ahead and get a, a glass of wine because you can get two of them. That's right. You buy one, get one free. Just say you heard it on Sports 56. That's Little Italy East over in East Memphis, 6300 Poplar Avenue. Let's go to Hardenwood. This is Access Hardenwood. Did you hear my ding? Did, and earlier when you are talking to Evie, you got an ESPN notification because I heard the da-na-na, You know what's so funny? My, um, my uh, ringtone is always off. My ringer's always off, and I usually never have my phone on me except for when I'm at work. But somehow it was turned on. Interesting. Um, so I don't know, man. It seems like maybe uh, Chas been like trying to creep up in my phone. You think that's what it is? Hey, maybe. Man, mind your own business, people. Don't you think people should mind their own business? But I, I guess so. my business is our business, technically, right? That's right. So if me and Chas went to Chicago, what do you think we would do? Go to a Bulls game, John. Hey, you know it is that time of the year, but they're not that good, are they? No, they're not. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I mean, I can go see a very average team right now. Down at FedEx. Oh, I can watch East basketball. You know, a little, little East action. That's right. No. Um. No. I would do what is probably the dumbest thing in the world. No, I wouldn't do this. But did you hear now that Chicago? Like when you Lick think of winter, when, like when you think of winter, do you think about cruising down the Chicago River in a hot tub? No. 
I don't. I wouldn't think of that during any time of the year. I don't think. I don't think so either. But Chicago Electric Boat Company is now saying uh, they put a big bet in. They do a ninety-mile journey, six-person vessel that you float along the Chicago River from Michigan Avenue to Wells Street, and no, ninety-nine, not ninety miles, ninety-minute journey in a hot tub. Wow. With champagne or Tito's? I would go with Tito's. Of course you would. Uh, one, because champagne. Who wants all that bubbly, man? Oh, I was just going to say because you're smart. Oh, yeah. Tito's is definitely a lot better and much you know, a smarter person's drink. But for $250, you can do this anytime between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. Except for on Saturdays, they're open till 9 p.m. Wow. And on the weekends, it's $350. On the weekdays, 250 Are people going to... Oh, pay this to float down a river in a in a in a hot tub. Maybe it looks like you're gonna die. It's not that big, huh? So, um, yeah, when you go to Chicago, you think about going to Wrigley. Maybe you want to go to the South Side for some crazy reason to see the White Sox. Maybe you want to go see the Bulls. What else can you do in Chicago? See the White Sox, John, or the Cubs? I said that. But who would want to go see the Cubs? I already said that. Oh. You can go see DePaul basketball. Man, they got killed by A&M. Shocker. They're 1-7. I don't want to go see them either. Hmm. You know what? I'm not doing anything in Chicago. And I definitely, I'm beans, not going John. to Chicago. Hmm. Ooh, I'm not lick. Wait, lick the bean? Lick the bean, yeah. Lick the bean. That's right. People do that, don't they? I thought... I've never heard of strumming the bean. I've never heard of licking the bean. Uh, I don't understand. Is this, a, like, this is getting a little bit dangerous. Uh, I don't know if this is on-air fodder. No, you can you can lick the bean. Yeah, lick what the is bean. licking the bean? Uh, it's it's a way to ensure good luck. Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. Okay, hold on. It's a what? It is considered a long-standing Chicago tradition. Licking the bean as a way to ensure good fortune, luck, and prosperity. No way you can be catching me licking that bean. Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. Hit me up if you thought he was talking about something else. Huh. Let me know what you thought he was talking about. Now, um, did you hear about the Jacksonville Jaguars not only have an issue with their quarterback being banged up with a bad injury, his ankle hurts, doubtful to play this weekend. You know that, right? Yeah. Did you hear they have an employee that um, has been accused of stealing $22 million That's from right. the club? Yeah. I don't understand how that Over happens. a five-year period? I mean, what? Well, After, like, leadership four years, years, don't you think, if let's say you get, you know, you scam $15 mil- milli off the top. You've been doing this for four years. Don't you have to realize that this sucker has run its course and you need to, like, go ahead, take your Millie, 15 Millie, and disappear to a beautiful island? How was he not caught after, like, one year? I mean, five I mean, he was obviously years? pretty good. I mean, we can't really say that. Remember, I mean, we have uh, Bernard Madoff, you know, he did what he did. Um, Bernie Edvers, you know, with WorldCom. Dude, we've got we've had some dudes do. I don't some, know who these people who, are. So. Oh, you you don't know who Bernie Madoff is. I don't. You know who that uh, Sam Walter triple name dude that you know eight billion dollars from the NFT thing, the crypto dude, right? No, Sam Water Freeman or something. Mm-mm. You don't know all these swindlers. No, I'm afraid I'm not a theft, a, th- a thief. I, I didn't. I, I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief at all. In fact, I've only taken a few things in my life, but these are things that you don't steal. 901-360-8255 if you can figure out what I've taken a lot of.
but is not considered stealing. Huh. Um, but yeah, $22 million. Amit, Amit Patel, the former employee, uh, is um, in a little bit of trouble, you could say. You know how he did it, though? No, I don't. I, I, I haven't read the story yet. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. How do you do it? So there is this Jaguars virtual credit card program that he was basically over. And it's where one account would, uh, you know, like, you know, wire money to another account, all these little virtual accounts for this department to use or this one. And he just started skimming off the top like he was over it. So they'd be like, "Uh, yeah, we need twenty five thousand dollars for this. And he would then get it and send them the $25,000 and then basically go in there and say it was $30,000 and put like five grand in his own place. Wow. But he did so much of it. Like, dude, in five years, stashing away $22 million, you're you're scamming a lot off the top, Holmes. I had a buddy. Um, we were, but by, the, by the way, that just shows like, dude, bad leadership. Like, if you if, you, if you're if you don't realize you're missing twenty two million dollars, then you know. So I had a buddy. Like, is there really a crime if you're so rich? Like, if you're no, it is it's a crime. But so I had a buddy that I years. worked with um, at a place that I will not say what the place was, but you could pay. You could come in and pay for something. Tell me, and I'll say it. No, um, you could come. You could come in and you could pay for something, and you could either pay with cash or card. And so whenever someone would come in with cash, he would just pocket the money because, you know, if it was never written down, then nobody would yeah, ever know. Yeah, I wouldn't say that person's and name so, either, uh, bro. No. So he pocketed the money all the time. And if you're an IRS agent, please turn the dial. That's right. Um, but they don't know who I'm talking about, so it's fine. Um, but he wanted, like, a bunch of money. It was, like, five bucks. And uh, he just pocketed every once in a while. Never got caught. Um, so good for him, I guess. He's not this Jaguars guy. And he wasn't stealing millions of dollars. Well, that is that is good thing that he wasn't stealing millions John, of dollars. John, we have a trade we haven't talked about today. Oh, yeah, man. Soto to the Yankees. This morning, we had a trade. Smash GC traded Matthew Wolf to the Range Goats for reigning live individual champion Taylor Gooch. John, I know you've been following this story for months because Brooks Kepka has been very critical of his teammate Matthew Wolf and was saying that he was a wasted talent and he basically gave up on him in team events saying that there's only three of us on our team. Well, now a blockbuster trade. I mean, I've been hearing everyone today talking about a trade, a blockbuster trade that happened today and I'm finally finding out what the trade was. I mean, getting the individual live champion Taylor Gooch Onto this roster that is already stacked with Brooks Kepka and his brother. What a day in sports. I mean, that is a massive trade, John. Is what sport is this? Golf. Live. They trade in golf? In live, they do because they have teams, John. Oh, oh Lord. did you know there was this nope, much nope. intrigue? But did in you know golf? that Juan Soto has been traded to the Yankees along with Trent Grisham and then there are also five minor league prospects go back to San Diego? Who's that? Um, probably one of the best left-handed hitters. He has a 400 on-base average. Is he an individual, he he an individual home though, runs. No, had 109 mm. RBIs and batted 275 last year. Hmm. Juan I'm not familiar Soto with hmm. joins Aaron Judge. Hmm. I do know Aaron Judge. It's going to be nasty. I like it. He used to play in uh, Miami with uh, with the Marlins. You talking about Giancarlo Stanton? Huh? Who? Mike. Mike Stanton. Trout? No, 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 Stan. Never mind. Um, by the way, though, one other thing I was going to say. Luca loves saying the F word, doesn't he? Doncic? Yeah. 
Did you see he had a, a first half triple double last night? Yes, dude. He finished the game with uh, forty points too. Again, ten rebounds, eleven assists. He had all the. He, he destroyed it. By the way, he didn't play much in the second half. They won one hundred forty-seven to ninety-seven versus Utah. Utah's terrible. I have a buddy that goes to used to go to a certain school down in Dallas and said that Luca would like randomly pop up at frat parties and stuff. I can believe it. He's yeah. a young guy, man. He's a young guy, young Euro, like to getting down. Yeah. But 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 he loves saying the f word because he's done this like a few times. But last night they asked him. Um, you know, he's doing the post game interview, and he, uh, I can't even remember the question. And he just said, I said before the game, you know, we just can't F around. That's right. And then immediately comes back with, aw, ish, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he got an F-bomb and an S-bomb in like ten, like five seconds. Luka Doncic, 40 points, 11 assists, uh, and 10 boards. What a game. What a game. Tigers won. Grizzlies won. It's a great Thursday. We got a winner for Thursday night football on the other side. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 985 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to real sports talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. But you gotta be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Bryant Dacus. I think we had a fun, fun show. Thanks to Evie Van Pelt at the Rebel Walk. Thanks to Isaac Simpson over at Ethos Grizzlies and TigerSportsReport.com. Last night was beautiful. We got some great wins. Grizzlies, Tigers, they did it. Tonight, I think, is going to be ugly. You got the Patriots and the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky is starting for the Steelers. Who cares who starts for the Patriots? Zappy. Mac Daddy, they're all terrible. This is a team that has now done something that no other team has ever done in history. Their defense allowed 10 or fewer points in three straight weeks, and that team lost all of them because they're terrible in offense. You know who's good on defense? That would be your Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers have a pretty bad offense. They've only outgained their opponent one time this year in 12 football games. They've outgained their opponent only one time. I think this will be the second time. I do like the Steelers. I ain't laying six. But damn it, I'm going under 30 and a half. It's going to be a rock fight on Thursday night. Patriots, Steelers. Steelers. For Brian Dacus, I'm John Harden. Get out there. Make this world a better place. We'll see you at Ace Hardware tomorrow. Have a good day.